0: Good morning, Illini. Welcome back to Healthy Illini Podcast. I'm Matt Schrock, your host, and we are doing an episode today that's kind of a follow-up, and I should say kind of, it is a follow-up to an episode we did previously, and this is something we like to do every now and then is try to come back and touch base on something that we have spoke about. Real quick, if you're listening to this and you hear it, you're like, whoa, I missed some stuff, go back and check out the episode we had before, and we'll talk about that a little bit, but I want to get into this, uh, get into this topic as quickly as we can. Today, I'm joined again by our guest, Joe Trotter, Joe was with us last year, and this is when I'm talking about the episode before, there was an episode on Narcan back in January of 2023, so you can check that out. Joe was our guest there along with a student, Um, but Joe Trotter is with the Champaign-Urbana Public Health District. He is the Harm Reduction Program Coordinator. Joe, thanks for joining us again.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, like I said, about a year ago, we had an episode where you came on and there was a new initiative on campus um, around around Narcan and availability and that sort of thing. And so I wanted to invite you back today to kind of revisit that initiative and let's give you a chance to talk about some of the perspectives that you learned, some of the things you, some knowledge you've gained since the initial rollout kind of thing. But um, before we jump into that side of it, I do want to have a chance to kind of refresh our memories and also kind of bring people in who may not have heard that episode before. Um, What is Narcan and why why was this initiative so important?
1: Yeah, so um, Narcan is a medicine that is used when someone is experiencing the medical emergency, which is an opioid overdose. So when someone uses more uh, opioids than they expect or more opioids than they think they're gonna use, um, there's a risk that they can overdose. And an overdose on opioids is, is very unique uh, than any other kind of drug. And opioids are gonna be uh, pain pills, Oxycontin, Percocets, codeine, there's a lot of different types heroin, fentanyl, like street drugs, versions of opiates that we see. Um, so anything in the opioid family runs a risk of if you take too much or if your body's in a state where you can't handle an amount that you were used to handling before, um, or if you take an opioid unknowingly, which can sometimes happen with drugs that that are on the street, that um, it can trigger an overdose. And that overdose is simply... More opioid than you can handle at that particular moment in time, and your body slows down so much from the opioid that it will. It's really, really difficult to get your lungs fully inflated on your own. So people become unconscious, they pass out, and if they if no one's there to uh, respond to that, um, then there's a risk of death. So and and this is a you know a rising emerging thing that we've seen all over the U S. Um, I think in Illinois overdoses are up from last year to about 5%, uh, which matches the rest of the state. So, uh, and that's deaths from overdoses are up about 5%. So we still have a lot of work to do. So the medication Narcan is given to someone when they're in the middle of an opioid overdose and that halts the overdose, blocks the opioid, and then allows the person to. start taking big enough breaths to to stay conscious then. So you can't use Narcan on yourself uh, because an overdose is something that your body slows down so much that you're not able to call for help, grab a medication and use it. So um, a couple really good things about Narcan is um, in the state of Illinois, anyone can carry it and use it without a prescription, without needing training, without having to get it through a doctor or a specialist. Um, so you can buy it, you can buy it over the counter now, uh, which is new since the last time we spoke about this. So you can buy it over the counter now. Um, and the drug is really, really safe. So the, the medicine is only used on someone if they're having an overdose, if there are opiates present, it will react to those opiates. If there's no opiates present, the Narcan will not do anything to that person. So that means even if you come across someone that is experiencing any other kind of medical emergency that might make them unconscious, you can put Narcan in them safely and it won't cause any additional harm to them.
0: So... It's one of those that if you're, if you're unsure, yeah, just use it.
1: You, yeah, and a lot of paramedics that I have spoken to said that, you know, when they come across someone that's unconscious, they will often put Narcan in them first because they just don't know. You know, they're not able to sure. take a medical history, so they just put the Narcan in them first just in case it's an opiate. So, um, okay, so... We have this drug that's really prevalent. Opioids are this really prevalent drug that's out everywhere, um, all over the US. So, the idea is we need to get people ready in case this type of emergency happens nearby them. Um, they can be ready by um, learning how to do rescue breathing, they can be ready by calling 911, or they can be ready with putting Narcan in them. And any of those three techniques runs a, a good risk of, or a good chance of saving that person's life. Um, and the more of those people can do, the better. Yeah, But not everyone wants to do rescue breathing. They, we don't like putting our faces on each other. Um, not everyone is comfortable calling 911 because there can be some certain challenges around that. Um, and so Narcan is another really great product that allows someone a, another tool to use in, in the medical
0: emergency that is an overdose. So, um, so is so with the initiative, um, because that was just what the whole initial about was getting Narcan mm-hmm. to people. Um, how did that, what, how did that, what was that roll out? What was the way that it was distributed?
1: Yeah. So th- traditionally the way was you had to get it from a, you know, a specialized program mm-hmm. like ours. And I'm like, okay, well, we, we've got all of campus. We have however many thousands of students here, you know? Um, and so, um, we started talking with, um, the, the medical director here, always Vade. And he's like, well, we have these vending machines in a couple of locations on campus. Why don't we test it out? Putting the vending machine, putting the Narcan in the vending machines. Um, and I said, sure. Um, because there's no training requirement, because there's no prescription requirement, there are no particular requirements for carrying and using Narcan now. So it can just simply be like, here it is. If you need it, come get it. So we started that, and for the year of uh, 2023, uh, we've given out 1,197 doses of Narcan. So really good. Um, and the the vending machines, they just a, a student can just st- scan their student ID, and they, if they scan it, they punch the number. They say what they want Narcan, they get a kit of Narcan. So the idea is we need people ready, willing, and able. To respond if this type of medical emergency happens nearby them, with Narcan being one of the best ways, one of the easiest ways to respond when that emergency happens. But we also need to make sure people can get Narcan in their hands. You know, so the vending machine idea um, is something that's kind of happening nationally, also. So we were a little bit ahead of the curve here.
0: Um, well, and that came out with. That actually it was kind of one of those i don't want to say perfect storm but it was things dovetailed very nicely yeah. in that you were looking for a way to distribute narcan mckinley was starting a program with yeah. vending machines it wasn't like these were like oh we've had these for years this was a new initiative for us on that side yeah and then we went with we had one that we had done for a couple of years kind of a test run kind of thing yeah and then about the time you were talking about putting that out we were like well we expand this program so we have three new ones on yes. campus so we went from one to four you know now you have better coverage you know, and students were getting getting used to the idea of getting some over the counter type things out of these self care right. solutions, and then you were able to kind of piggyback onto that. So it, it was really, you know, sometimes we, we hear it in business all the time. Sometimes the best thing for your business is simply timing. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a great idea, but the timing's off; it sure. doesn't always fly. Sometimes you have uh, you have an idea that's not necessarily new, but the timing is good, so yours takes off. Yeah. It's kind of like that idea here that you know, if if vending machines were something that were happening in UIC that'd be different because you're here in Champagne. we're here in Champagne, but it was happening here. yeah. And so that really opened a door uh, for this to go. And it was really an exciting venture for both sides.
1: Yeah. And, and part of the, part of the issue is, I mean, if, if someone's thinking like, well, why would someone just run up to a vending machine to get this when they could just run and get it at a pharmacy, but there is still so much stigma around drugs. So often people will think, that if someone's getting Narcan, it's for them, you know, and Narcan is not something you use on yourself. Narcan is something you use on your friend, your roommate, your, uh, your partner, uh, you know, someone that lives in your neighborhood, someone nearby you. So the idea is, um, because of the way stigma works around drugs, we need to remove as many barriers then with this stigmatizing, potentially stigmatizing product. So the vending machine is a great way then because you don't have to talk to anyone. You can just roll up,
0: scan their card, get what you need, leave. You know. So uh, and the other side of that is yes, you can go to a pharmacy, but the places where the vending machines are currently placed, there's no pharmacies right there. You right. know, I mean like you you can there's not a pharmacy too far off a of campus, you can get there, but that's not always easy for everybody. The timing is not always easy for everybody. Sure. And then you add the stigma into it and it's just it, you know, the, the the easier we can make it for people to be prepared yeah. for people to have options, yes. the better it is.
1: Yeah. And and that's the that's the intention around this entirely. And um, the data tells us national data tells us that the more Narcan you distribute in an area, the less deaths that you have. So that's the intention around this is simply just we're trying to reduce the amount of deaths mm-hmm. from an opioid overdose and to get people in this mindset of like, hey, I need to be prepared In case this emergency happens around me. Um, Because the other part of the problem is, particularly when we're talking about street drugs, is that there's a lot of variation in street drugs, meaning that it might look like a pill of Xanax, or it might look like a pill of um, Oxycontin, but it may actually contain something else. It may have an additive given to it, or it may have been um, unintentionally tampered with. It may have Uh, been on the same table that fentanyl was being prepared on. And so there's a risk of kind of cross-contamination intentionally or unintentionally with the drug. Um, So when you have someone that has not ever taken an opioid and then they take an opioid, there's a real high risk of overdose because they have no tolerance for it. Their body is like, I don't know what this is, and it simply just overwhelms them. So one of the other kind of emerging things that were um, kind of looking ahead towards is, um, providing things like fentanyl test strips in the vending machines that would allow people then to make a more kind of conscious choice about the drug that they're using. You know, when drugs come through a pharmacy, we know what they are. The the FDA controls all that. Mm -hmm. The pharmacists are really good at only giving what you're prescribed. But when drugs are out on the street, there's a lot of variation that can happen. So, um, so the, the idea is we need to get people kind of like made more aware of, yeah, you might not be using opioids, but you also might not know what that pill is. So if you're you you're know if you're taking a bar of Xanax, you need to be careful that
0: it might not actually be Xanax, right. and you need to be prepared in case something happens. But you, you mentioned a little bit about you know putting fentanyl test strips in the vending machine, things like that. So that kind of brings me to uh, my next question is this rollout, I think everyone would say is a su- successful rollout. There have yeah. been good things. but. What have you learned? You know, Because yeah. when, you, when you start something, you have an idea of how it's going to go, no yeah. matter what it is. Yeah. You have an idea of, okay, this is what we expect. And then as you go through, you're like, yeah, that didn't go this way, or oh, this went better than we thought. So it's been about a year yeah. since we had the initial rollout. What are some things that you've learned through this program? Um, what are the, some things that you, you've learned that you're going to use in the next steps of, yeah. of the program? Things like that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, one thing we learned is that it's popular. People want it. So that tells us, I mean, McKinley was already ahead on that of like, okay, look, we need to do this in more places. We need to create more access points. Um, So that's a a, a real obvious, like, good step that McKinley did. Um, Some of the other feedback that I've had is right now it's restricted to only give one dose, like, every four months or so. That probably needs to be increased based on the popularity, or I'm sorry, decreased. (laughs) We we need to allow people to get more, possibly. Uh, So that's something that we're looking into. Um, You know, so kind of... not restricting how often someone can get it or, or maybe, maybe maybe making some better parameters around that. So that's something we're kind of looking into for next year. Um, the idea of adding like fentanyl test strips. So that's something that allows someone to test their drug. Um, there is another kind of emerging drug that we're seeing on, on more on the East coast, Philadelphia has kind of become the epicenter for it. It's this drug called um, Xylazine or, or Trank. So it's a it's a strong um, horse tranquilizer, basically. And it started to emerge out on the streets. Um, and part of the problem with a tranquilizer like that is that Narcan doesn't work on it. It's not an opioid. It has some of the effects of sedation like an opioid, but it's, it's not in the opioid family, which means Narcan won't work on it. And so when that drug is combined with something like a fentanyl, they're seeing a real high rate of overdoses from that. And these are overdoses that are harder to reverse, not impossible, but harder to reverse. And so this is a drug that's kind of emerging um, and we're seeing, you know, some national trends on it. And so one really great thing that we can do with something like a vending machine is, you know, supply um, xylazine test strips, which we're just now starting to get into. Um, So that's another kind of potential thing of, okay, you know, you have this drug, you're unsure of what it is, let's make sure that it doesn't have something potentially really harmful in it, um, before you, before you take it, so, um, and the test strips are really easy, you just, you know, you break off a little bit of the drug, you add some water, you put the test strip in, it shows you result in a couple minutes, and then someone can make a, then a, kind of a more informed choice about, you know, is this the right time for me to use this drug? So, um, I think it's important that when we talk about, um, not only just drug use, but but overdoses and um, college campuses, is that there's still so much stigma around um, drug use, so much harmful stigma around drug use, that uh, it is really important to um, kind of have people more aware of what they're doing uh, and more aware of their surroundings. Uh, one thing that we like to um, promote is there's a, a service, it's a national service, and it's called Never Use Alone. Uh, it's NeverUseAlone.com, and that is a um, you call this number, and there's an operator on there that's trained in um, helping someone if they are in a situation where they're using the drug alone to help them access emergency services if an emergency happens. So if I'm using a drug alone and I overdose, I can't call for help. I can't call 911. So something like Never Use Alone gives me an operator that knows what they're talking about and they stay on the line with me while I use my drug. And if I am unable to respond to that operator, they will call emergency services on my behalf. So that's another really good option that I think we really want to try and promote more in this area just to help prevent these, these accidents. You know, overdoses are accidents. A lot of people think that they're or they treat them like homicides, or they treat them like, um, you know, suicides. And we don't always know that. And so I right now think that the best way to think about overdoses is we think about them as accidents, they're emergencies, Um, they're preventable. And so people need to be kind of raise their awareness about if this overdose, if this emergency happens nearby me, what can I do about it? Or if I'm potentially at risk for this type of emergency, what do i need to do to help prevent it
0: so and a lot of this is just about education you yeah. know it, it's it's the where you use narcan how you use narcan um, and then the the things of, of you know what's the best practices to try and keep yourself safe kind of idea um, it's all about education yeah. That's really what this initiative was about um,
1: yeah versus like kind of traditional you know drug prevention efforts yeah. Didn't didn't use those kind of messages yeah. around education. They used kind of scare tactics, and that we know that doesn't work. And so we have to have a more realistic um, conversation when we educate people about drugs, because just saying, "Oh, that drug, don't ever use that." That's you know that'll kill you. That doesn't work, you know. And we still see messages like <laughs> like yeah. that out here. So you know, part of what we try and do is is bring. Education, raise awareness for people so that way they can make a more informed choice as to
0: what they want to do and what they want to take. Have you seen and you may you may not have because data on this is hard because you're not getting a lot of people don't report things. Yeah. But um but from this initiative, have you seen any in the trends of what was happening in the community before the initiative? And the trends after have you seen the positive impact of this of this NARCAC initiative on some numbers or anything or is that are really hard to quantify
1: it's hard to quantify unfortunately and we, we don't really have it takes usually it takes a few years for that kind of data to really show up you combine that with we know that overdoses are kind of going up nationally so we're fighting this kind of uphill battle right. when it comes to overdoses but the some of the i have had like just anecdotal responses from students that have said This is really great. Mm -hmm. They're really grateful for the ability to have it. And for a lot of people, it's just like, I just want to be prepared in case something happens, which is the perfect scenario. That's what we want people to do. If you take our Narcan and you don't use it, that's okay. You know, so a lot of people are like, oh, should I not take it? Should I save it for someone else? Please don't. If you're listening to this and you want to get a Narcan, go to the vending machines and get it just to keep yourself and the people around you safe. We have a grant
0: that pays for the Narcan, so you're not taking it from someone else. So, well, and you said before you have over a thousand that have gone out. Yes. yes, that's you. You count that as a positive because it's not like. And I don't. I'm careful. How I say this because I don't want to to um, speak negatively of some other method. But you're not standing on the corner just handing people as they walk by. The people who right. get it are looking for it. Yes, because you know it, it, you know how to, you know how it is. You go to a store, they hand you the flyer. Oh, we right. handed out a thousand flyers. Well, I get the flyer, and I keep on moving. I just don't yeah. you know I don't want to deal with it, so I just take the flyer so I can go. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're giving something away and I have to approach you, that's a whole different story. Yeah. So with the Narcan, it's not like you're just standing out handing out packets to people, which you know if you do that's great. Uh, if we if we can do that, that's great. But this is an intentional response. Yes. Which shows that there's a positive response because if you don't think this is a good thing, if you don't think this is going to work, you're just not going to go get it.
1: And, you know, you there's demand. Yes. There's definitely demand. Yes. You know, and there are people still that don't know about it that once they do know about it, once they do know about overdoses and Narcan, they go, yeah, I want a kid. You know, so we have to reach those people also. Yeah. But there are also a bunch of people that do know about overdoses and aren't sure where to get a kit or how to afford it, and and you know all that. So you know this. The idea with this is, if you need a kit, if you want more information on it, we can get you more information on it. But if you just want a kit, there's also information in the in the Narcan packets in the pharmacy or in the vending machines. Also, so there's a QR code. You can watch some videos. There's some links in there too. So um, so there's some good information that's within those kits too. That's that's like we said. Educational helps raise that awareness, Um, and again, even if you don't use the kit, that's not the point. You know, uh, so we want people to be kind of, you know, raise their awareness, be prepared, um, and uh, they don't need to worry about are they are they taking it from someone else who needs it. The answer to that is no. The the people that need it are going to get it. Also, we have a lot in our can. I just put in a big order today. <laughs> it comes to us in pallets, uh, so yeah. The the um, I don't want people to feel like, you know, they
0: they should worry about taking it from someone. And like you said, we're increasing that that service, increasing that coverage, constantly. Yeah, because when we started this initiative, McKinley had one vending machine in SDRP. Yeah. We now have four on campus. Yeah. That didn't happen until summer. Right. And as we see with the numbers of those vending machines, as stu- students may not be aware right away, like the one that we had in the location that's been previous, obviously doing great numbers. Yeah, Then the union, we figured out that one next, it started to grow. We did Granger, it started to grow. We just recently got ACES up and going. We had some roadblocks um, on the technological side. It just started going, we're seeing those numbers increase. Yeah, um, So it, it's, you know, as awareness happens, yes. as education happens, it's, you're going to see increases and that increase is going to give more opportunity, which is going to get more increases. Going to, it's going to snowball in a positive way. Yeah. Um, and so that's really what um, what this initiative is about is, is educating and then giving the tools that educates more people, that gives more tools and that sort of thing.
1: And, and I should also add that, you know, while at the vending machine, there is a limit on how often someone can get them from the vending machines. If they do come into public health there is no limit mm-hmm. there. So if someone's like, oh, wow, I, I actually used this or I gave it to someone that said they could really use it, um, terrific. Come to Public Health. We're happy to give you more. I Again, we got lots more. So we don't have the same limitations as the vending machines mm-hmm. do, and we're looking to adjust those limitations on the vending machines. But if someone does need more kits, um, they can reach out to us at Public Health. Um, they can also call us and we'll deliver it to them. Um, we've done it on campus. So, um, I have come just kind of of like a Doordash, uh, and I just come and (laughs) knock on the door and hang something on the doorknob. Uh, so that's another option too for folks. Um, and, and they can reach me at 217-531-5370. They can also email me at, uh, jtrotter at c-uphd.org. Um, if if someone needs a kit of Narcan, it's, it's our job to, to get it to them in any way possible, and we are happy, happy, to drop it off at your dorm. You know, uh, uh, meet you somewhere. We don't even have to talk to you. We can hang it on your doorknob. We'll send you a text and say, "Hey, your Narcan's delivered." That's it. So uh, we go completely. We can go completely contactless too. And the you know the, again, the data tells us the more Narcan we distribute, the less chance that we'll have an overdose in that area. So. This is what our job is simply just to distribute. We're also happy to provide trainings. So if there are groups or agencies that want to do a kind of more formal training about Narcan and overdose um, response, that's something that we can provide too. Um, They they can schedule that through me. Uh, I've done groups of all kinds. Uh, I've done them in all kinds of settings. I can do them online, I can do them through Zoom. So, uh, and we're more than happy uh, to provide that as well. And all of this is at, at no charge.
0: And we'll have all those resources in the bio of the episode as usual. So um, if you are hearing that, you want to reach out, uh, you'll be able to just click on the bio of this episode wherever you're listening to this podcast, and uh, you'll be able to hit those links and get connected directly to Joe. Oh, Joe, every time I talk to you, it seems like it goes so fast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I I really appreciate you coming in and sharing this information again, uh, touching base with us again. And uh, thank you for, for all you're doing. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Again, if you've not heard the first episode, check us out in January 2023. We had the first episode on Narcan and the rollout, kind of the, the, the start of the initiative. But now we're on the backside of a year and uh, seeing the, the positive effects, seeing the things that we've learned and moving forward. And this is something that uh, is only going to grow and only going to be more supported because it's an important thing. It's not going away anytime soon. Um, it's it's going to be uh, something that education is very, very key on. So if you have questions, if you're uncertain, if you just want to know more, reach out to Joe at the links in the bio, reach out to us here at Healthy Illini. You can contact us through McKinley Health Center. Um, We are here to help you. We want to walk alongside of you. We want to support you in whatever way we can and uh, help you have the best experience that you can possibly have, um, especially while you're on this campus. But thank you for joining us today. You're on a personal journey, no matter where you are in it. You are important and you matter. Your health and wellness are important and matter. And we're here to keep you well to excel. So go have a great week, Illini. Let us know how you're doing. And we'll catch you next time on Healthy Illini.